ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد الله تعالى في سوره التوبه يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين الله says oh you who believe be mindful of Allah have taqwa of Allah keep Allah on your mind essentially because by doing so that should influence everything a person does it should influence how they talk to people how they treat people how they interact with money how where are they making their money where are they spending it everything should somehow be impacted if a person's mindful of Allah because there should be this idea how would Allah want me to deal with this situation how would Allah want me to navigate this situation whether it's something large something small somewhere in between what would Allah want from me in this type of situation what can i do in this situation to somehow please Allah to come closer to Allah's pleasure and distance myself from other than that Allah tells us oh you who believe have taqwa of Allah wa kunu ma'as sadiqin be mindful of Allah and be with truthful people not just people who are truthful here and there but people who are consistently reliably truthful they really value truth when you think of sayyidna abu bakr as-siddiq as-siddiq the root of it is sidq right truthfulness your sadiq your your friend someone you know a, a true friend right someone you can be transparent with and they can be transparent with you you guys are going to be truthful with each other you truthfully care about each other there's this element of sincerity allah is telling us three things the first one ya ayyuhalladhina aman allah is allah is calling us to reflect on our iman o oh, you who believe ittaqullah have taqwa of allah be mindful of allah and then the third one look at the company that you have look at who you surrounded yourself with wa kunu ma'as sadiqin one one interesting thing to note about this allah said be with the truthful allah didn't even say in this ayah be from among the truthful allah said just be with them so someone can be just really struggling they could be you know wrestling with one thing or another a hundred different things allah is saying just be around the right people and you'll be okay just be in their company and they will absorb you into their goodness so if someone is really struggling right with the lifestyle they have and they want to switch things up and they want to be better people may think to themselves let me become quote unquote perfect first and then I'll go to the masjid consistently that's not how it works you don't get fit first and then you go to the gym the whole point of the gym is to help someone if they're already fit to maintain it mashallah and if they're struggling with that then it'll help them to get there right think of a hospital you don't get healthy and then you go to the hospital the whole point of the hospital is to help someone who's struggling with their health that is literally the point of the hospital the point of the masjid is to help us come closer to allah regardless of the difficulties that we have regardless of the challenges that we have the struggles that we have the different it could be the different bad habits a person has the different sins they're caught up in the different addictions they may have the masjid should be a place of spiritual rehabilitation for all of us 
And the reality is a person can never get to the point where they think that, you know, I think my iman has plateaued. I think now I'm okay. I think I've done enough good to the point where I can start spiritually judging other people and looking down on them and, oh, you know, I go to the masjid all the time and, and you know, that person, they never come to the masjid. I'm so much better than them. SubhanAllah, that is not the point of the masjid. Right? That is not the attitude the Prophet taught us to have sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. We're supposed to be more compassionate to people, to be people of, of invitations. Invite to the way of your Lord with wisdom, right? And with and with good, with good speech, with good reminders, with and that's not just words. People may think a reminder equals words. No, with your character, with your energy, with with the the the, the attitude that you have, that can be an invitation as well. That can be an invitation for someone to come back to Allah Azza wa Jal, to come back to the house of Allah, to come back to the masjid. The way the Prophet taught us to interact with people is to be humble. And he himself embodied this sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was not one, this is the greatest human ever. He did not go around looking down on anyone. Rather, he would want to invite people. He would want to, to, to encourage people. He would want to uplift people. Make things easy for people. Don't make things, you know, don't suffocate them. Don't make things difficult for them. Encourage people. Give people good news, glad tidings. And don't chase people away. Don't cause people to flee from you. If we embodied this one hadith, in our masajid, then we would have not only packed masajid, but masajid packed with youth. Masajid packed with youth. Look at the, the Ashram Mubashirin Bil Jannah, this elite group of 10 companions of the Prophet. This, this special group of 10 companions, the Prophet mentioned them by name and said that they're all guaranteed Jannah. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, Abdurrahman ibn Auf, uh, Talha ibn Ubaidullah, so on and so forth. When you look at this group of 10 and you look at the ages, their ages when they converted to Islam, many of them were like in their teens, maybe, you know, early 20s. They were young adults. They were young adults. This deen was carried on the shoulders, largely on the shoulders of youth. There's no doubt that there were very important elders and senior figures without question. But look at Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. He embraces Islam in Mecca. It's important for us for us to keep in mind, in Mecca, when things were extremely difficult, when the, the like if you want to be cool in Mecca, the last thing you do is become Muslim. At the age of 10, he chose to become Muslim. He chose to become Muslim as a 10-year-old in Mecca, radiallahu anh. And he stuck with it for the rest of his life. And talk about istiqamah, talk about remaining steadfast. At the age of 23, he was the one in the bed of the Prophet ﷺ at the time of Hijrah, risking his life for the Prophet, willing to sacrifice anything and everything that he had for this deen, for the Prophet ﷺ. Carrying the message of this deen, the value of youth, the value of the next generation. And when you look at how the Prophet interacted with youth, he would always encourage them and uplift them. He wanted to make their day. He would ask them about their pets. He's head of state by this point in Medina, and he's asking a kid, after his pet bird died, what happened to your, your, your pet bird? He's giving him the time of day. He's asking him, he's asking that kid about something that was near and dear to the heart of that kid. The Prophet knows, he's investing in that kid because he's not always going to be a kid. Very soon he's going to become a young man and then a man. 
The Prophet's investing in his people. He cares about his people. Allah tells us in Surah Tawbah, O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah and be with the truthful. Just be with them. Just be around people who, who you feel like, you know, these are good people. These are, these are decent people. It's not just that they pray and they fast. That's good. But if, if they're harsh and coarse in their character, then there's a huge gap in understanding. The Prophet ﷺ, rahmatan lil alameen, mercy sent to mankind. He described a group of, he warned us, he described a group of people to come after him. They would pray so much. The Prophet is telling Sahaba that the Prophet said that the best generation of, of Muslims is my generation. Is my referring to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. He's telling them, the greatest generation of Muslims across the board, he's telling them, you guys are going to come across a people after me, after I pass away, you're going to come across them, you're going to think your prayer in comparison to theirs is little. Your fasting in comparison to theirs is little. And they'll read the Qur'an, they'll recite the Qur'an, but it will not go further than their throats. The Prophet is, is warning them of these people. Who are these people? These are the Khawarij. No doubt an extreme example, but the point is, for the, and they did, they prayed a whole lot, and they would fast a whole lot, and they would read a whole lot of Qur'an, but they killed Sahaba, they killed Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an. I mean, who is Sayyidina Ali? And they think they are coming closer to Allah by assassinating him, by committing murder in general to an innocent person, to the Khalifa radiallahu an. I mean, you, the, the, the fadail of Sayyidina Ali, the list goes on and on and on. On top of that, the cousin of the Prophet, والسلام, one of the ten promised Jannah, the one in the, in, in the bed of the Prophet when he migrated to Medina, so on. The Prophet married him to his daughter Sayyidina Fatima, one of the four greatest women ever. Who is Sayyidina Ali? They thought they're coming closer to Allah by assassinating him. Think about that. But they prayed. And they fasted, and they read Qur'an, they prayed a lot, they fasted a lot, they read a lot of Qur'an, but the heart was hard. The Qur'an didn't go past their throats, it didn't enter their hearts, it didn't soften it, it didn't mold it, it didn't reshape it. When Allah is telling us, وَكُمْ مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ Be with people who are truthful, both internally and externally. The prayer and the fasting and the Qur'an is beautiful, this is good. No doubt these are important concepts in our deen. But then what about kindness, compassion, smiling, love, just being nice to people, not being a harsh-hearted, judgmental person, just being good to people because they're people. Allah says that He honored every human being. Allah honored mankind, the children of Adam. So we should be kind to people. Allah said that He honored them, then I should honor them. And then on top of that, if they're a believer in Namal Mu'minun Ikhwa, there should be an extra layer of compassion. There should be that cherry on top. But half the time, we don't even know how to treat each other. We don't even know how to treat each other. We're too busy going at each other and butting heads, oftentimes over very minuscule things. And we're completely missing the forest for the trees. What's the, the best place to start? Rahmah. Rahmah, Ar-Rahman Allam Al-Qur'an, the most merciful is the one who taught the Qur'an. The primary way Allah describes the Prophet is a mercy to mankind, to all of creation. Rahmatan lil'alameen. Which name of Allah Azza wa Jal is emphasized the most in the Qur'an other than Allah, Ar-Rahman, the most merciful. Where do we start? Start with mercy. Start and end with mercy. You'll, you'll be good. You'll be fine. Allah is telling us just be with decent people. Just be with them. Even if you're not from among them, 
I may not be from among them, but I can try my best to analyze them to see, okay, who I think they are, right? And let me just be with them. Just by being in their company, hopefully I'll be included in, in the hadith that, that mentions that there are people when even if people spend time with them, they're good people. When other people who may not be so good spend time with them, they're still forgiven. And the angels ask Allah, why? But like they were just there for some random thing or they may have just been the food caterer. They may have, they were just there by happenstance. But then Allah says what? These are people that no one, no one is disappointed after they spend time in their gathering, in their majlis. لا يشقى بهم these are people, just be with them. You'll be forgiven. You'll end up in Jannah. You'll be good. I may not be from among them, but I can try to be with them. I may not be mina sadiqin, but I can try to be ma'a sadiqin. I can at least try to be in their company. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullahu ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya ayuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Another example of this, just looking at the company that we keep and this applies to all of us in general but especially for the youth because if someone, if someone is they could be in elementary school, middle school, high school they when you think of youth, it, it's a spectrum, but the point is, this idea of looking at the company that we keep applies to all of us, especially the youth. Why? Because there's still so many decisions that are being made. There's still, so much is still being figured out in terms of the general trajectory of their lives, the general direction of their lives. So if a person can just have the right friends, just be around decent people. And this doesn't necessarily mean, okay, someone who's Muslim by name, because we already know, especially when you're in school, sometimes the drug dealers are the Muslims by name, but then that classmate that you have you know, in, in social studies or language arts, they may not be Muslim, they may not be Muslim by name, but they could be an amazing person, a very honest person. I remember in high school, um, there were some, some non-Muslims who were fasting in Ramadan more than the Muslim students. They were curious, they were learning, they were, they were exploring good people. Allah is telling us, look at the morals and ethics of the people that you're surrounded with. As long as, you know, even if they're not Muslim, as long as they're not literally attacking you for being Muslim, Allah says then there's no prevention in being friends with them. There's no prevention in staying tight with those family members. As long as they're literally not attacking you for your deen and forcing you out of your homes, as Allah says in Surah Mumtahina, and it's okay, this ayah was revealed because Asma bint Abi Bakr went to the Prophet ﷺ and asked him about her mother who was, who was not Muslim at the time. Like, because she wanted to go visit Asma in Medina. She, she, she still wasn't Muslim. So Asma goes and asks the Prophet and Allah reveals this ayah that it's okay, she's your mom. Maintain those family ties. Look, she's not attacking you for being Muslim. That's okay. إِنَّمَا يَنْهَاكُمُ اللَّهُ عَنِ الَّذِينَ قَاتَلُوكُمْ فِي الدِّينَ وَأَخْرَجُوكُمْ مِنْ دِيَارِكُمْ So to be mindful of the ethics, the morals, the, the, the qualities of character in the people that we've surrounded ourselves with. I'll conclude with this other example. If you look at Surah Hud, when Prophet Nuh he's calling out to his son, he's trying to get through to his son 
to board the ark with him, to join him on the ark. And his son is like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to go to this mountain. I'll be fine. Even though there were, Allah says the waves were the size of mountains, but he still says, let me go to this mountain. You know, I don't want to be part of this group. I would rather be there. What did his father tell him? What did Prophet Nuh tell him? Don't be with them. The value of who you're with ends up having a huge impact on both this life and the next. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next. We ask Allah to forgive our mistakes. We ask Allah to overlook any and all of our shortcomings. We ask Allah to turn all of our hardships into ease. We ask Allah to turn our darknesses into light. We ask Allah to guide all of us through the challenges that we all have. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yin wa ja'alna imama. We ask Allah to make our spouses and our children the coolness of our eyes and to make us a unified a unified team of leadership for the pious Amir Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qin adhab al-nar. Rabbana la tuzakulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wa hablana min ladunka rahma innaka anta al-wahab. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us and to help us through all the challenges that we have, whether someone is struggling financially or emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, any struggle that anyone has, we ask Allah to turn that struggle into something better. We ask Allah to turn those, those brick walls into open doors and to open positive opportunities for everyone here. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next. And we ask Allah to make us a happy, healthy, wholesome community. We ask Allah to help us to embody prophetic character, prophetic love, and prophetic mercy. Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. Amin rabbil alameen. Inna Allah ya'muru bil adi wal ihsani wa ita'i dhul qurba. Wa yanha anil fahshai wal munkiri wal baghi. Ya'idhukum la'allakum tadakaroon wa aqamasa'ah.